Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly. And this is Drumroll Please. Chicks and Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> probably actually <laughs> yeah, well, the conversation you want to get right into it well the conversation we're gonna have beforehand is gonna be more interesting than the book anyway <laughs> likely. so um how are you doing well i kind of live in a construction zone and it's having a real effect on my quality of life mm-hmm. like i get it i'm work at home these days so most people in the building are out during mm-hmm. The hours that these people are digging holes behind the building. Right. But, fuck, it is loud and annoying, and I'm pretty sure they're not actually accomplishing anything out there because I've been watching this happen for months, and all I've done is just dig a big hole in the ground. So you think it's maybe like a racket? Oh, totally. There's Mm -hmm. definitely... A conspiracy going on. Something going on back there. (laughs) And today, this guy in a backhoe, who was the only person working on the site, mm-hmm. even though there are like seven or eight cars parked on the site, he's using the backhoe to like chip away at a cement wall mm-hmm. that I think they poured a little while ago. So like, I can't, I cannot figure out for the life of me what's going on back there. Because hmm. there are better ways to take down a concrete wall than with a backhoe. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So that's my life these days. Hmm. Yeah. How about you? I'm good. I mean, I just had my boobs prodded and my stomach squeezed by a couple of doctors, <laughs> but... Great way to start your I, week. I know, right? I was like, happy Monday. Quonk, quonk. <laughs> and no, they didn't say Hong Kong when they grabbed my tits. So... You're seeing the wrong doctor. I know, <laughs> That's right? the case. I know. I know. But it's, it's interesting anyway, so yeah. for the listener out there, I don't really care if they know, because... That people are fondling your boobs? Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess it's not fondling. Or professional fondling. They're professional fondling. Yeah. It can still be a fondle, right? It's not... Is it? I don't I know. Have a well, the tummy was more of a grab. Okay. So, like, they're like... <laughs> and this is the warning the doctor <laughs> gives prior to. She's like, I'm just going to squeeze your stomach really hard. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I basically... Like, just to give the backstory, I have this BRCA gene thing. Yeah. And I have to get a boob job, essentially, because it yeah. just prevents my can- my chances of cancer are like 90%. So the boobs got to come off. And so I have all these consults. have to say, thank you, Canada. Thank you, healthcare. This is free. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes, it is. <laughs> um, although mentally, my my free time is definitely <laughs> being taken up by it. But yeah, like, so, they, the, so the doctor comes in and the way that they do it is they want to take like the fat from your stomach and put it in your boobs. Okay. So I get free, free, free lipo. lipo. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. hey. And I ask them, I'm like, well, what happens if I want to get my ass in shape? And they're like, well, you know, by the time surgery comes around, you can lose a little bit of weight, which is normal, but you shouldn't go about drastically trying to lose weight. So I'm right. like, so if I do lose weight, they're like, well, just eat more. I was like, I can do that. <laughs> done and done so, I can get started now yeah exactly as I like have a donut in my hand or whatever so so yeah it was pretty entertaining um the consult didn't take very long I already know what my options were and yeah. I think they're used to like a lot of people crying which is understandable it can be quite traumatic some people well, take yeah. it badly so they're very nice I mean it's a kind of a big deal yeah and the woman boobs. and the woman um what was her name Amanda who was the assistant doctor yeah really pretty 
like really pretty like to, like like to the point where you're like oh i wish i could look like you like right. you're like she just she's like won the gene lottery yeah exactly <laughs> like just not one of those people like not model looking but like naturally beautiful and you're just yeah. kind of sitting there and you're like oh man i if i had your looks i would totally flaunt that shit in a bathing suit right <laughs> i wouldn't be so. working in a doctor's office where women come in yeah, yeah, she had right. Yeah, she had those like natural, just for... really naturally beautiful woman. Anyway, yeah. so it's just, it's not very often that I'm struck by another woman's beauty because I just I can find women attractive, but I'm not attracted to them. Yeah, but no, I'm I get like, that. If I were gay, I'd hit that shit. Yeah, <laughs> she was All really, right. she was really pretty. Really pretty. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Anyway, so Amanda, if you're listening out there, you're a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, NCIS, because that's what I do with my time. Right. Um, And there was this funny line. This woman, she's like, oh, I played softball. And this guy's like, well, left-handed? She's like, I swung both ways. And like, that's just the end <laughs> of it. Right. This is a great throwaway line. <laughs> I hate it when no one gets that and you're the only person who's <laughs> laughing somewhere. Like a random joke in a movie. Yeah. Where you're yes. Like, ah. That happens all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So anyway, so it's been uh, it's been a day of that. Been anyway. a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're gonna talk about a book. Uh, but let's talk about what we're drinking first. Yeah. So I picked up actually. So the the guy, I as you know, I work at a vineyard. Um, and that vineyard actually has sells cider as well because they teamed up with a local apple dude and they make ciders. Cool. And they we have there's a whole bunch of quote-unquote competition although everybody's really friendly because we all trade ciders yeah <laughs> so because everybody knows that you drink your own stuff all the time so why not switch it up and drink right. someone else's shit getting so, higher on supply yeah exactly. you weren't supposed to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway so at the market we did a little trade and so we are drinking a rhubarb infused cider right from the Duntroon cider house and it's no sulfites, gluten-free, no sugar added, and non-GMO. Perfect. Uh, 100% local, hand-picked Ontario apples. Lovely. Yeah. Well, it's good. And Tim, who's the dude who actually like sells and makes the cider, yeah. super nice guy. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And how does this pair with what we read? Not at all. How do you like them apples? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that phrase really means. How do you like them apples? Yeah, I don't really understand it. I think it's more, it's sort of like, how do you like that? It's like, I know, but why them apples? Like, where does that come from? (laughs) I don't ever understood it. I don't, yeah, I got nothing for you. (laughs) We should look that one up. I could try to make something up, but it it would suck. Anyway, so essentially we're reading it because the cider was free. We're drinking it because the cider was free. Yeah, Yeah, the cider was free. (laughs) And I, man, and I haven't even really touched the cider and I already sound like I'm hammered, but I'm not. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. So. so we found this book together. Yes. Looking for an easy read. We are both to blame for this. Yes, one. we are. So <laughs> you pointed out the title and I laughed. And so we were like, sure. And um, I hated it. Well, why don't you say the title? Okay. <laughs> the title, this week's title is Agent Bodyguard. <laughs> By Karen Anders. Yeah, it's a romantic suspense from Harlequin. You want to read the back? Sure. All right. A shocking murder. An unexpected reunion. (gasps) Deadly passion explodes in Karen Anders' new thriller. (gasps) Say it ain't so. The last time Jenna Webb saw Maureen Austin Beck, the spark between them awoke passion she'd never known before. Six years later, Jenna's cousin, a Navy pilot, is murdered. 
Austin, now an NCIS agent, has your NCIS research, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is tasked, is tasked with finding out who, <laughs> finding who did it. As a killer closes in, the agent turned bodyguard, and the woman he's sworn to protect will do anything to solve his case and guard their fledgling future. Oh, nice little alliteration there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so this was, I mean, it's... It's bad when you flip through a book to the end to see how many pages it is. <laughs> so when I yeah. was on page, I think a hundred, I was like, "How long is this book?" And I and I flipped to the end, and it is, you know, was it two hundred eighty eight or something? It, it's yeah, it's and I'd argue it's eighty pages too long. <laughs> um, it's actually two hundred eighty three. Oh, okay. Still uh, eighty pages too long. I would say two hundred pages too long, but <laughs> we, we can we can argue that. Um. I found that this moved incredibly slowly. But what a slog. So Oy. let's start off with where we begin this book. Okay. So I had problems right off the hop with the writing. Yeah. Um, ju- so. Just in the sense that it, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You know, like this. Did you read the Dear Reader thing at the beginning, by the way? No. So it says, Dear Reader. And then, you know, Austin and Jenna found each other a long time ago, but due to commitments in their lives, they weren't able to follow through with how they felt. So basically, she tells us the plot of the book. Yeah. So it's just actually like the summary. The Dear Reader is actually better than the synopsis at the back, really. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you include something like that? That's weird. Yeah, like Jenna trying to find her way after her divorce from her former ambassador husband who once coddled and pampered her until she was ready to scream. Now she's on her own visiting her only living relative when her cousin is murdered. So like it's just, it actually sums up the plot better than, yeah, I don't understand why we had that synopsis when we have a better synopsis and it's a dear reader. Like, why do I need to know this if I'm going to, if I've already bought the book and I'm, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Is that like Bizarre. a Harlequin thing? Is that normal? I, we haven't run across. I that don't. Before. I don't think I've seen anything. Like if and I've seen a Dear Reader, it's more like an introduction. Yeah. Did not you not a plot synopsis? Yes. Or a summary. Yeah. Did you read what she writes? So Karen Anders writes a suspenseful, suspenseful and sexy mix of Navy and civilians investigating murder, espionage, a crime across the global landscape. Under the pen name of Zoe Dawson, she's currently writing romantic comedy, new adult contemporary f- er, romance, <laughs> urban fantasy, sci-fi, and erotic romance. I'd like to point out sci-fi is spelled with Y. Yes. I would like to also point out that maybe she should Stick specialize and think about what she's writing. Or just, you know, maybe one at a time. Hmm. When she's not busy writing, she's painting or killing virtual MMORPG monsters. Yep. She lives in North Carolina. I have no problems with the geekiness. I just no, have problems totally with cool, the fact that maybe she should um, not write so much and edit a little more. Slow her roll a little bit? Yeah, just, you know, think about it, <laughs> think about it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that because this woman can't pace to save her life. No. Okay, so let's get into what happens at this book. Right. Okay. We... So Jenna is an ambassador's wife and they're posted to... The Middle East. And she's like 25 <laughs> years younger than him. And married this guy yes. because her father guilted her, essentially. Guilted into her into it. doing it. Like, but like just right off right off the bat, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> anyway. She's like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. I thought yeah, I fell think? in love with him after my father pressured me. And then once he died, I realized I had made this mistake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so she's this sort of, she's very sheltered. Um, and she's the ambassador's wife. 
And then there's like unrest in the country. She gave up her um, she gave her okay. studies. She gave up her studies in architecture to marry this dude. Yeah. This will come up later. Yes, it will. But because we both fa- remember we both that this one. architecture. Um, Jenna architecture. Jenna architecture. So there's unrest uh, in the country and in the town because of something that happened in the United States, and Jenna is summoned to the embassy. Not the ambassador's residence, but to the embassy, mm-hmm. where they're like, I guess, hold up. Yeah, I kind of pictured this like an Argo scenario. I guess. So, like, people are kind of hold up inside the embassy because there's all this shit going on in town. And then they're just kind of waiting around to be evacuated. Mm-hmm. But it's three fucking days later, the evac happens. So, you want to talk about having a problem with pacing? Right here is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to come to the embassy, pack a bag, because you're going to be here for, for a few days. Okay, what's going on? Oh, we don't know yet. Oh, and her husband doesn't tick, tell her anything. Like, there's, tick, like, a major... Tick, yeah. tick, It's like, geez, like... But there's, like, a major thing going on, and her husband doesn't tell her shit. And it's, like, kind of saying how... And he's a major control freak. Yes. And But here's my thing, is if he wants to remain in control and be a control freak, this is not... I don't see him doing this. Like, if he, even if he's... Yeah. Well, this is something he can't really control. No, but he could situation. at least tell her there's, like, major unrest because of so Yeah, so, and so. if he, like... And, and sometimes I wonder if that's... Her control, if you want to control her, keep her scared. Yeah. Because then she's more likely to do And this is want. where I think that the writing was kind of lazy. Because by having an unknown threat, you don't have to explain anything. <laughs> you yes. don't have to come up with a scenario. No, exactly. If someone's just not going to tell you and you never find out. Yeah. So, but again, it like takes three fucking days for the situation to reach its boiling point. Mm. And then, oh, the helicopter's coming. We have to get to the roof. And it's like, why? Like, you spent three days barricaded inside this fucking office because she arrives, she arrives at the embassy. She's taken to the office and it's like. Two days later. It's like, well, what happened in those two intervening well, and then, days? Like, and before then. Nothing. And before then, they're always talking about how they're both hot for one another from each, each so, its own perspective. So Austin is a Marine um, who's posted to the Navy. And when Jenna's, or sorry, posted to the embassy. And when Jenna's told to come to the embassy, he is set to guard her specifically. So they're barricaded inside yeah. this room together Together. and they both have they both have the (laughs) hots for one another but again it takes three fucking days for anyone to make a move yeah and so they kiss (sighs) but the thing is even before them this is the weirdest thing so before anything happens before them i have notes in this book all right let's hear it she like nothing has happened between them and she's like taking a deep breath knowing that she was breaking her marriage vows by responding to him like this she couldn't help it she pushed the guilt and sorrow to a place out of sight to manage the pleasant dinner with a husband who wasn't one. It wasn't one in any sense of the word. So here's my thing: is it's nothing not breaking your vows? So yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Just to look at another dude. Exactly. <laughs> like you can look at the menu and not fuck it. Exactly. Just because <laughs> you're on a diet, no, I mean you can't look at the menu. Exactly. And so and it's just like. I'm like, so you're breaking your vows by talking to someone and being attracted to another guy? Like, that's, like, way conservative. thinking about complaining about your husband to somebody? Again, not... Not, Like, what vows did you you take? Yeah, like, what what religion? I promise to never complain about you to to think about someone else. I I promise the thought, please, not to think (laughs) about any other man. Otherwise, my vows as a wife have been broken. Jesus. That is grounds for those are gonna be my vows. Oh, are they? Can, can I write your vows? 
only oh a third. Oh my god, can I please write your vows? No, we're not writing any vows. There are no vows. Oh, there's no vows? No. Oh, that's sad. Because it would be, both of us would cry speaking them. Ugh. So we're just going to spare everybody yeah, but I that you dreadful to, scene. I just wanted you to fuck up your makeup. It'll happen. I'll, I'll start crying at some point in the evening. Oh, so sure. don't worry about that. Wicked. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so the embassy comes over to, under attack. And there, uh, Austin gets her to the roof where the helicopter is. And the husband just gets in the first helicopter, doesn't even look behind he him. He doesn't just even take, look. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, which give doesn't a shit. Which is interesting because it doesn't really fit his control freak personality not to care about that. But I guess he cares more about himself. Yeah, I guess so, but still. And then mm. you find out later what was going on. Well, why I, Austin was meant to protect her. Yeah, it was just bullshit. And it was like, I set you up to fail, and you did, and you proved me right, and I hate your guts, but I'm still obsessed with you. Well, so we'll get to that one later. <laughs> so anywho, um, so uh, this is the one thing, it's like, after this all happens, it's like, she he goes in back to save two people and gets shot in the process yes and you know so she, the, he hops in the helicopter with her and she like has his head in her lap and you know like she's all doughy-eyed and scared and right and like pressing her hand yeah, on yeah. his wound blah 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 but, yeah exactly fucking if only they shot that chopper out of the sky then <laughs> <laughs> we would have been spared the rest of this book the 200 pages that we're talking about um so <laughs> anyhow um so we end up being like six years later. And yes. when it first mentions it six years later, I had assumed she'd been divorced for quite some time because it kind of goes on to say that, you know, like she didn't love him anymore. And she realized that yeah. this whole time, like she really had all of her doubts six years ago. But then you find out she's only been divorced for like six months. Yeah, they've been separated for six months. She stayed with that fucker for, for five, five and years. a half, five and a half years yeah. after him just fucking leaving her in a crisis yeah. situation and just being a total jerk and her realizing that she doesn't love him, yeah. let alone the fact that she wanted to have kids and he held that from her the whole fucking time. That he until, didn't want, yeah, he's yeah. like, I thought you knew I didn't want kids. It's like, can't know what you don't tell me, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, but she, I guess, if, again, if this were better written, you'd get this, you'd probably find out that, well, she stayed with him for those five years because he was still an ambassador and it would look bad or tarnish his reputation if his wife Like left something him. like her duty. Yeah, like some coming. shit yeah. like that. Mm. Um, and it was only it. after he retired that they separated and then got divorced. Yeah, which is weak, but better. Yeah, like still, it mm. would go some way to explaining why yeah. she stayed with this asshole as long as she did. <laughs> so, yeah, so we so six years later, anyway, she gets these, her, she's living with her cousin, her only living relative. Yeah, so six six years later, she's divorced. She uh, <laughs> upped and moved to California yeah. to live with her co- a distant cousin who's her only living relative. Yeah, and they get along very well. Yes. And her cousin receives these tickets uh, for a concert of one of her favorite artists, but she feels ill, and she is a Navy pilot. Yes. And she... Her name's Sarah. And she flies with the Blue Angels. <laughs> oh, my... Oh, I, I don't knew does she, you were going to have... Does she know what a Blue Angel is? Like, no, but that's what they're called. I know, but does the author know what a Blue Angel is? I don't know, but does it matter? Because that's actually what that... 
those like that's what that group or that squadron really? is. Yeah, they're called so the in Blue Canada, Angels. It's the Snowbirds. Yes, and in the states, it's the Blue Angels. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. You thought she just made it up? Yeah. Oh, no, that's a real oh thing. no, no, that's even better and worse <laughs> at the same time. Oh my god. Uh, should we explain what a Blue Angel is? Like, For those of you who don't know, Blue Angel is when you light your fart on fire. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, ask any dude, and he'll tell you a story about how he, like, burned his ass or burned his, his pants. pants. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost like if you haven't, if you're a guy and you haven't done that to your own ass, like, you're just. It's like, like a rite of passage. A, exactly. From what There's I something, understand. something wrong with you or something. I don't know. Um, yes. So. So, anyway, so she's part of the Blue Angels. And. Uh, and she's the first woman ever to fly with them. So, this yeah. is like a big fucking deal. Yeah. So, and she. So, she. So, anyway, so Sarah stays home. Jenna goes to the concert because Sarah isn't feeling well. Yeah. Jenna comes home. And there's a problem with this as well later on, if you notice, like the timing on this. So, Jenna comes home to find Sarah dead. Yes. Clearly murdered. All the lights are off in the apartment. And she trips over her body. She trips over the Thinking carpet. Thinking it's a rug. Like, what how, the fuck like, is this? Come on. Like, <laughs> how, what, like, how bunched up is that carpet? I know. Like, Do you normally trip over? Do you have a tripping hazard yeah, exactly. in your apartment? Like, like, if I trip over my dog and he's sleeping, I know it's my dog and not the carpet. <laughs> oh, it's just the rug all bunched up. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anywho. So, so, yeah. Finds her cousin dead on the floor. And and the weird thing is that there were two tickets to this concert. Yes. So they went alone. But the weird thing that I found is that we find out that Sarah gets these tickets, but she could have taken, like, Jenna was supposed to go with her anyway. So the plan would have never, like, worked. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but we'll get well, to that later. We'll get but there. <laughs> the problem with why there are two concert tickets and why this is an issue. <laughs> so. Let's. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, now. right. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, so she phones the police as as you do, and, and because Sarah was Navy, the NCIS gets involved. NCIS gets involved, mm-hmm. and we all love NCIS. We all watch NCIS. Yes. So does this woman, and so does the author, Karen Anders. But it would have behooved her to maybe style her book after NCIS. Maybe follow their template. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that would have been good. But so lo and behold, the NCIS agent shows up, and it's Austin. Yes. And then we spend way too much time focused on their relationship. Or and not nearly enough time focused on the crime investigation <laughs> and or, the threat to Jenna's life. Wait, 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 wait. Can we can we back up for a second? Because um, we, we spoke about this, and I think I was on Chapter 3, and you're on Chapter 5 or something. And, and you pointed something out, which I was amused by and it's still amusing to this point where they catch up everything's like they're kind of hot for each other still whatever and then austin's like okay gotta go see ya you gonna be cool okay bye and they leave her at the crime crime scene scene. yes (laughs) like with blood ever well there was i guess there was strangulation there's there's no no blood blood, but but still still, like like what this is a crime scene and you're having takes time to process exactly and you're just gonna like bumble around make some coffee have a shower it's like no you can't just you can't leave her there she has to go to a motel yeah and did you like right away you knew who it was yeah, you we it. talked on the phone, and yeah. I told you who I yeah, thought and it was, I, and, and, and I, I was right. Yeah. yeah, and I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, because that's not at all. 
It's totally well. Never mind. Okay, so uh, NCIS Austin shows up at Jenna's apartment, uh, interviews her a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he and the local uh, detective go to question the superintendent or to talk to him. And he doesn't even know someone's been murdered in the building. It's like, well, you're a shit superintendent. Yeah. You don't know that a murder, like, I would imagine all the sirens arriving at the complex would alert you to the fact that something's gone wrong. Or, you know, like, the body bag being dragged out of the apartment. (laughs) So he's like, oh, I better call the property manager. Like, oh, she already knows. Like, the property manager knows, but the on-site super doesn't. I've been fixing a toilet. I was too busy to notice all of these things. And that's what he was doing, apparently, Well, that's that's his alibi. It's like, well, what were you doing last night when Sarah was murdered? Oh, I was on the other side of the complex fixing a toilet. Do the investigators follow up on this alibi? No. No, they do, they do not. Do they follow up on any alibis except for the husbands? Not really. Well, they fought, They think because Sarah's dead, they assume this the mo- that it's um, motivated by jealousy that somebody who didn't make the cut for the Blue or Angels or just general sexism killed. Yeah, killed her, or like they think their their killer is in the Navy somewhere. Yeah. Um, I actually did like the fact that the killer wasn't in the end. Yeah, like there's more going on here. So they try, like they they kind of follow up on some. We're we're told can, they follow up on some I of these alibis. Can I say that the interviews and all of the chasing and all the investigating so fucking boring? Again, the pacing was terrible. Well, because she's just she's just not good at writing this kind of intrigue. No. Um. So then, you told me there was a big twist coming, and I I kind of had a suspicion ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Sarah wasn't the target. It was, it was meant Jenna. to be Jenna. And I, and I figured that out as well. But again, yeah. if Jenna was supposed to be the target and Jenna and Sarah were supposed to go to the concert. Well, no, Sarah was supposed to go to the concert, but she was giving two tickets. It's like, well, why wouldn't when she, bring she bring Jenna? Because she doesn't have a boyfriend. So, so like, nobody, nobody would be would home. Murder. Yeah, like, no one would be home <laughs> to no be murdered. <laughs> like, it just didn't really think this went through. No, like, and I was just like, <laughs> so from the very beginning, this wouldn't have succeeded. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and you... You find out. But well, I the killer killed the wrong woman anyway. So it's like he kind of sucks at his job so the, to begin and, with. So the best part is that uh, Jenna and Austin hook up and have hot sex. Uh, Jenna totally takes advantage of Austin. Um, yes. She fully like really seduces him. And like as much as he follows along and likes it, it's kind yeah. of like. Well, she's just like, like, you know what? I regret not taking that chance six years ago. I'm going to get naked and crawl into bed. Yeah, exactly. So, but he's sleeping at this point. She takes yeah. off all of her clothes and then sidles into him while he's still sleeping. Yeah. Which is like, if that were a dude doing that to a girl, I think this is a total double standard because if that were a dude who did that to a girl, <laughs> yep. we'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Like, but a girl doing it to a guy is acceptable. And I don't think it is. I think that if you stood there naked and maybe made an advance and been like, hey, wake up, sailor. Like, that'd be one thing. Yeah. But crawling, crawling into, into bed, bed with them is like, that's a pretty fucking hard line. <laughs> but anyway, Austin likes it and they fuck. Oh, he's all for it. Yeah. And but they, then yeah. after they find out that Jenna is the target, he's like, well, now I have to bodyguard I you. I can't fuck you anymore. So I can't it's fuck like, you anymore. You're what? like, what? And then, and then, yeah, he's just. It's like, oh, this is unprofessional. I'm supposed to be investigating your sister's murder or your cousin's murder. I, we can't fuck. It's like, well, no, you can't. It's like really fucking unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, but, but you did it. And then, you know, and then afterwards. The ship has sailed. Oh, so. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, right? <laughs> like, uh, 
Yeah. Oh my god. So he just moves into like, the apartment. And he's like, he's he like, checks out of his hotel and moves into the apartment. And he's like, you're so. What do you think is going to happen? I know. Never mind the fact that we now know that she's the target. Yeah. Why wouldn't you move her into the, the fucking hotel? hotel right? <laughs> or just out of the fucking area in general. Oh my god. Like, why god. does she have to be even in California why at this point? Why are you all so bad at this? this is so, and it's like she says, "You're so noble. Why do you have to?" Why do you, why do you, why do you have to have so much integrity? Sorry, I'm not reading well. Um, and and it's just like this is about her not like him not sleeping with her right now. And yeah, it's like because he had so much integrity before. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just there's so yeah. much. Yeah, she gets all she gets really pissy. So and he's like, I have a, like all of his hunches. Like that's how he investigates. Uh, yeah. all by hunch. <laughs> And he so. has told repeatedly, you need to follow every lead. And so here's the, the the dude. What's his name? Billy, I think his name is. Oh, from the library? Yeah. yeah so Billy. Billy stalks her and, and he yes. gives her them two leads, one which is a dead end and the other one. So he calls... Austin and he's like hey I had this lead you know this is like check out the next door neighbor because while was, I was stalking yeah, Jenna I yeah. noticed someone else was stalking exactly, her or, yeah and that was the next yeah. door neighbor so on and so forth just remembered and then he calls back with another lead when that one turns up dead <laughs> yeah. and, and he calls back and he's like oh you know I just remember something else meet me at my place right away I'm like well why don't you just tell just him over the, the phone, phone. yeah <laughs> right like, just you did it before <laughs> <laughs> and of course they go to find him and, and he's, he's dead, dead. yeah Oh my god! And and also like so, how did they, like, and how did the actual killer know that he was gonna give him this tip if he had given him the other tip? Like it's just, it was just one of those things where you're like, because well, the killer, the killer I guess figures out that mm. Billy, the killer's just a super. Fuck it. So the <laughs> yeah, kid, like, I don't know why we're being quiet about know, this. The killer's know. the super. And then you find out that so the the husband who's the fucking control freak is so upset that he can't have control of Jenna, he'd rather kill her. So he hires a fucking... Which I called. I was like, why don't you just fucking hire a killer? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Austin thinks that just hire Robert, really the, shitty the ex-husband, killer. is behind it the whole time. He's like, but we checked his bank accounts, and there's no unusual banking activity, no big withdrawals, so... And he was... He has an alibi, so I guess he didn't do it. Yeah. Like, That's it? That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> all right. <laughs> The superintendent is brand new in this job. He's only been there a few weeks. Yep. He has an alibi that will take you two minutes to find out his bullshit. Maybe exactly. you should just look a little bit more closely at this guy. And I don't After know. After she's attacked in the library, she describes her attacker as being a big, strong dude. Yeah. And that's the super. Yeah. He's a big, strong dude. Again, I repeat... With you, direct, why are you so bad? With at direct this? access to the apartment, yes. it was known that the kid, the killer, knew or Jen or Sarah knew the killer, and it's just like, and the apartment had been cut. Let alone the fact that when the super comes up the stairs once, because he was just randomly checking a fuse in their apartment. Oh, like, okay. About the yeah. fuse. Okay, so <laughs> when Jenna comes home and finds uh, her cousin's body, all the power is out in the apartment. So she goes over to the breaker box. And all the breakers yep. have been so why turned I... off. So she turns all the breakers on. And then the super shows up. He's like, I'm here to check the fuses. And then later on, he's like, 
yeah, I replaced one of your fuses. One of your fuses is out. And he shows her, like, the fuse that he replaced. And I'm like, it's a breaker box. It's We've been over this. Yeah, there are no, no fuses. fuses. And, and so, and then also, That's like, Sarah's body, writing. Sarah's body has, like, a, a weird indentation on it. Yes. So, and I'm, like, thinking that this is a large indentation. Well, not, like, something like, small. Like she's got, she's, like, a round indentation on her face. I'm like, oh, probably from a ring. Yeah. Or, but I was also, like. 200 pages later. But also, I'm sitting there, and I'm going, like, why, as a killer, would you, if you're good Punch at. someone? No, if. If you're good at your job, you'd fucking yeah. take off anything that could possibly identify you well, in any way, shape, or form. he was wearing gloves. Like, that's like, well, he was wearing latex gloves, but I guess it didn't. Still, if you are good at your job, well, you know that things can leave Nobody in impression. this book is good at what they do, especially and that includes the author. Especially <laughs> if you are strangling someone Somebody. to death. So the husband specifically said that she belonged in the kitchen. So she had to die in the so kitchen. So she had to die in the kitchen. But she never belonged in the kitchen to begin with. You're an ambassador. You have staff. You yeah. have someone who cooks for you. And he was never like that anyway i mean he held her like a porcelain doll sure and he overprotected her but he never treated her like it was her job to remain in a kitchen no she was arm candy yeah that's different than that's different than a trophy wife is different than a fucking homemaker exactly so that doesn't really fit it was yeah like it would be it would be way more personal if he wanted to like fuck up her face yeah exactly me she ain't pretty no more yeah you know that kind of thing I mean, so I have like a couple of notes in here. <clears throat> but yeah, about the bruise. So it's mentioned at the start that, oh, she had this round, distinctive bruise on her face. So I'm, of course, like, well, it's obviously from a ring. Mm. And then only at the very end of the book, where she's in a huge rush to wrap things up, and yep. even that takes too long. And she's like, oh, hey, it's ring. Like, oh, well, yeah, that bruise was from a ring, and it matched the ring that the super wore. It's like, oh, God. Well, and also, when they mentioned, actually, the indentation, I didn't really catch on to a, a ring, because I didn't really picture, they didn't describe this indentation very well. They just well. said round bruise. I'm they like, just said a round bruise. So, so I like, thought the bruise was actually quite large, like oh, that no, she had I just, been hit. I immediately no, went like, to ring. Like, actually, like, it's not even, it's not even that, like, I thought, like, the fact that there was nothing really describing it was just like mm-hmm. there's a round indentation and i'm like well if it's around like i like i it's like i yeah. was just like whatever but then when they were just like oh yeah and there's a ring and i was like okay whatever like just <laughs> fucking honestly and then so <laughs> the super kills billy because i guess he figures billy's gonna rat on him or remember that the super was weird and hanging around mm-hmm. and then there's this i don't know why the super knows that billy told the cops about the neighbor across the hall yeah so, he so kills then the super goes and kills the neighbor across the hall and like pastes up this shrine to jenna yeah in the closet so but he it turns out he forced that guy to commit suicide yeah by threatening that his, guy's his girlfriend. girlfriend yeah so and here's my other thing is so with this whole like I'm going to say red herring in quotes because it's not really red herring. You know that it's not over. Yeah. Um, It was so dumb because then later on, like, Austin's like, well, I'll see you later. Bye. And she's like, well, what? Like, what the fuck is that about? And well, then no, they just, she wait, decided wait, wait. that once the once the murder was solved, he, yeah, it was all they'd over. They'd go their separate ways. Yeah, but it's just bullshit anyway. So anyway, so he takes off. And then the super comes in, like, what, like two seconds later? No, and tries- no she takes a bath. So yeah. Oh, sorry. So 10 while. minutes later? <laughs> so Let's say 20. All right. It's a long bath. So she lit candles. Even, even if it's an hour, like, <laughs> even if it's an hour since Austin's left. Like, yeah. He basically, so the super comes in and tries to kill her. Yes. And then, but here's my thing is, is like, first of all, you use the woman as bait because she, she goes yeah. outside, like she basically escapes from this killer 
and then opens the apartment door and there's a whole bunch of cops there in fucking Austin. And I'm like, where were you guys two seconds ago when she was getting assaulted in her fucking apartment and you used her as bait? What the fuck? (laughs) Exactly. Because it's not like she let him in. He let himself into her apartment. So he had to pass by all of these cops at some point. Well, I guess the guess they called the cops... Because he, like, set up a spy camera, essentially, mm. to keep a watch on her front door because, oh, he, he no, thought it might have been the super, but, it's, but not like, about him, but didn't I'm saying, know what to do about point, it. I'm like, do your fucking job. No, no, That's no. what you do about it. My point, my point is that all the cops watched him go into the apartment to kill her. <laughs> and they all just were like, let's well, gather in the hallway. I guess they need to catch him red-handed. <laughs> like, but in red-handed, it could have been like, she literally could have been dead already. Yeah. Like, they didn't know that, like, they had no idea that maybe he just decided to finish the job with a gun. Like, who knows? Right. Like, right? Like, they didn't know it was yeah, Robert's like- specific request to strangle him in the fucking kitchen at that point. <laughs> like, this- yeah, it was. Oh so anyway, so they go God. to Robert. And so anyway, so the murder of the super confesses to the whole spielio. And that Robert hired him and so on and so forth. And then they go and arrest Robert. And Robert's like, yeah, you know, bitch, whatever. Kind of. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, exactly. And then he dies in jail because of a heart. He has a heart attack. That's really unsatisfying. I know. Super unsatisfying. And everyone's like, quite frankly, I don't care. Good riddance. It's like. No, you want justice yeah, for exactly. Sarah. <laughs> not him. And for Jenna. Like, he kind of got an easy he, out on that totally one. He <laughs> totally got an easy out. She, I would have expected him to kill himself. Yeah, that's what I was kind of... That or someone been, to, sh- like, to shank him or something. See, like, like but, shiv, So shank, it's still kind of, like, unsatisfying, but not in a stupid way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then... So anyway, so Austin goes to a surfing competition. Oh, she arranges um, Sarah's funeral. And, All by herself because he, she don't want no help from no man. Yeah, and she then she realizes, <laughs> like, she, she realizes later, and she's like, oh, yeah, I actually wanted help all along. Oh, Why did I do this on my own? I can be in a relationship and still be an independent woman. Austin would never force me into a corner. Uh, uh, so anyway, so she goes to watch a surfing competition, and then they fuck, and they decide to live together. And they want to have lots you, of kids. I skimmed the end. Yeah, because I got to the point where it's like, okay, bad guys in jail, and I'm like, and then it's like, we switch locations to San Diego, and yeah, it's like talking about a surfing competition. Yeah. I'm like, yep, Jenna's gonna show up. Yeah, all They're, of every- all of his coworkers come to support him because he's got no other friends apparently. And then, <laughs> did you notice? I wrote it down. So he's at the office talking with his coworkers, and they're like, "Yet ready for the big surfing competition tomorrow?" And then it says two days later, yeah. and he's at the surfing competition. I'm like. Really? You just said it was tomorrow. <laughs> well, and it's so let's go, let's go to some of the points and notes that we have. Okay, let's do. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so this is towards the okay. end. It says it was that resolving his personal relationship with Jenna hinged on getting her out of danger and safe from the bastard who set this all in motion. They don't know really. I think at that point they do know that it was like the guy hasn't been arrested yet. The super mm-hmm. right. He's like. Yeah, you have to get her out of danger because she'd be dead otherwise because she's been the target of an assassination. <laughs> like, it's so fucking dumb. Here's one. As a surfer, he believed in karma. Oh, I didn't realize surfers. That was, that, that's a religion. <laughs> Had a religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, like, the whole thing with Billy is, like, Austin was about to head back to Jenna's. He said he'd remember something, something important. Austin had to come right away. Well, why don't you just tell him on the fucking phone? Like you did before. Okay, so here's one. So, um, so this happens after Austin meets Jenna again for the first time in six years at the crime scene. 
then he leaves her by herself at the crime scene where she's supposed to keep on living. But they made a dinner date. Mm. Yep, that's nice. Um, or how about how? Wait, how you been holding up? Oh yeah, you know since, since you discovered, you discovered your, your dead cousin six hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she thought about calling him but didn't know what to say. How to tell him how much she appreciated that he had attended the funeral. I'm like, how about thanks? Yeah, and thanks for coming. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> thanks for playing taps. <laughs> Here we go. You look like you're going to the gallows. She said. He huffed a short laugh. Do I? Usually gallows humor helps in a situation where there's so much ugliness. But in this situation, it's not appropriate. It's like, okay, gallows humor doesn't literally mean jokes about going to the gallows. Yeah. (laughs) And then my favorite one. So at the end of chapter 10. Okay, in chapter 10, they (laughs) they go to D.C. Yeah. Um, And... It's to question Robert, and I think, so Jenna can take care of some administrative stuff on her end, I think, relating to her cousin. Oh, yeah, she has to go to get her cousin's will out of a safe deposit box. Right. Um, And so that whole chapter takes place in D.C. Mm. This is the very last paragraph in that chapter. She was going back to D.C., back home, but it wasn't pleasant, nor any kind of homecoming. I guarantee you this has been copied and pasted into this spot. Probably, yeah. And was actually supposed to be the end of a previous chapter and got moved. So here's one. (laughs) She was now 32 while he was only 28. It's like, it's not a big Jesus. (laughs) You were just married to someone who's 25 years fucking older. What the fuck is wrong? Why is younger than you? Jesus. How many men have you ever slept with that had a, a four-year or more age difference? I don't think there's ever been a four-year age difference. It's always been more. Yeah. <laughs> well, not for me. No, maybe not. No, I've slept with some people around my age. But, it's, like, I have definitely slept with quite a few men. Yeah. With a bigger age gap. And not, been not like, that big a deal. I can't believe you don't remember the eight track. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it makes a difference. At, like in your teen years, but not when you're, but not when you're fucking thirty two. And, and when she was, and she was twenty. 20 she was twenty six. She was twenty six when they met. Met, yeah. And he was twenty two, and that's still not that bad. I know. And he makes a point of saying, "Is like, oh, the the Navy ages you." He's like, you know, maybe I'm twenty two in like physical human years, but I'm forty in Navy years. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> never mind the fact that okay, maybe you're twenty six. But you probably have the emotional capacity of a 22-year-old because yeah. you're so sheltered. Ugh. So anyway. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the architecture degree. Oh, God. So <laughs> so Jenna wanted, like, left uh, Robert to do... No, she or, left sure, So she left school to, to be Robert. with Robert. And she ended her studies in architecture because her mother had an architecture firm. Yes. And then later on, the book mentions that... Um, Austin. Austin had always wanted to go to architecture, architecture school. school, and he has the dream. He had like the hopes of becoming an architect. I'm like, that's no, no that's wrong, not wrong, s- wrong person. No, you no. you messed yeah, that yeah. one up. <laughs> you screwed up. Like pretty basic, right there. <laughs> Maybe you were thinking of another book that you were writing at the time because <laughs> right. you get clearly too many balls in the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. I would like to point out, though, that maybe we should uh, re- read one of the other books 
Um, you want to read another one of hers? Well, just no, just because there's agent bodyguard, but in the back of the book, there's <laughs> Navy Steel Cop. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Do you want to look up some reviews real quick? Oh, it's only got two reviews. Really? That's it? Yeah. So this book is new. Like, no reviews, apparently. Pretty much. There's very few. Yeah. So there's a two-star review, which didn't have a comment, and a three-star review, which is way too long. <laughs> Not going to bother. Nope. Much like this book. Yeah, Way so, too long, uh, not worth the trouble. So what did you, like, without the, the shite kind of pacing, what what do you think about the sex in this book? Okay, so the sex actually, like, it's not terrible. The first time they had sex, I was a little confused. Well, here's the thing, though. She, no. Like, it doesn't lack for passion, the no, sex. No, definitely not. But, again, because she's not a great writer you have a really hard time understanding where they are in relation to each other. Yes. And the bed. Very much so. Like I was like, again, is she on top or is she she not on top? There was a time where she was definitely on the bottom and then ended up on top. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a lot of like, they forgot to like maybe shift around in the description (laughs) or something. Cause I was like, wait a minute. I thought that she was like, what the fuck is, are they like dimensionally shifting through one another? Like what's going on? (laughs) That's some sex. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. Two become one. Like <laughs> but um <laughs> But like I I found that the tension was actually pretty good in the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand sometimes yeah what was going on. And I found the first sex scene in particular was really difficult um to understand what was going on. And the other ones yeah. were simpler and easier to follow. And well, it wasn't bad. Because she sort of like... And there wasn't a lot of like shaft in this. It was more just a scenario. Like yeah. Like entered her and so on. Yeah, and so stuff forth. like that. And they have sex at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was waiting the whole time for someone to walk in on that. I know, same. Because it's not even like the door is and even that closed been better. to that room. And it would have been better had someone walked yeah, in on them. Yeah, definitely. Like even it was just her friends who are like totally yeah. cool with it. Yeah. Because um, they're asking for it mm-hmm. at that point. Uh... But, yeah, I, just because, again, you kind of lose track of where people are, it sort of kind of causes a bit of a problem sometimes for the sex. Yeah, it gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, you're all hot and bothered because the tension ramps up and then you're yeah. like, where? And you're like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Biologically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I don't. I, I think this, well, hot or not. 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 Like, and just because no. the pacing, it just takes too long to get to, like, any bit that's remotely hot, and then you kind of don't really know what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> and as I said before, had she structured her book like an episode of NCIS... It would have been great. ...with a little bit more focus on the investigation, and then you can put in, like, get the sex, work the sex into the investigation... Yeah. It would have been way better. Yeah, cause... and the tension. Or how about, like, there's a lot of sex in this book. They have sex quite a few times. They do, well, yeah, there's sort of a cooling off period where they don't have any. Yeah, but for, like, no good reason. For no good reason. So if they had not... And then she gets all bitchy yeah, at one point. If they, hadn't, if they haven't had... If they hadn't have had sex at the very beginning and they had just been kind of kissing and re- resisting yeah. that, I think it would have been better for the build-up to have, like, one or two moments later. But because there's this sex right off the bat when they can and she just strips down and basically takes advantage of them, yeah. it kind of ruins it. 
Well, it also ruins it for later because there's a scene later on where they have sex in the bathroom and he he leads her into the bathroom with the express purpose of having sex. And then he's like, and then it's her seduction of him. I'm like, yeah. that already happened. Yeah. So Yeah, that's what, that was I remember that one that too. Yeah. Really, I'm like, like, like it was time for her to see if she could if she, she could, could seduce, seduce me. And it's I like, was like, No, but she's already done that yeah. and you brought her in here for sex. So, so what's <laughs> going on? <laughs> Who's in charge here? Whose point of view is this? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, it was it was problematic to say the least. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think we should wrap up here with maybe like if you want to get in touch with us. Yes, after I don't, I don't have twenty anything. episodes, we finally getting our shit together. And I don't have anything to fucking say. There's nothing else to say. Not hot. Don't bother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, what's your Twitter, Rach? All right. You can tweet us at C and D pod. So it looks like it spells candy pod. <laughs> and then what's our email? Email is C and D pod at gmail.com. I had to think about that. It's actually the same. Nice. And our, <laughs> our website? Uh, website, chicksanddicks.ca. You can listen to episodes there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also listen to episodes yep. um, on Stitcher, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Libsyn. Soon to be uh, iTunes. We Soon hope. to be on iTunes. We've had some issues with that. Um, we are C and D on those channels. So that's letter C, ampersand, letter D. Nice. And um, I guess we should also say that we're a Kinks Media production. Yes, Kinks Media production. Hooray! Kinks. <laughs> Kinks. Kinks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I've been Shelly. I've been Rachel. Uh, I don't know. Keep it sexy. But not with your agent bodyguard. No. That just doesn't work out. That shit's not. That shit's... What about a bodyguard agent? Was that our next book? <laughs> <laughs> By Anders Karen. <laughs> I might read that. <laughs> We don't learn, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs>Mention the fucking Twitter. Yes. Where's our, lit of, our list of shit we have to say? 20 episodes in. We're finally getting our shit together. <laughs> C&D here. <laughs> <laughs>